Welcome to Living Southern Oregon, a podcast dedicated to discovering and exploring all Southern Oregon has to offer. I'm your host, Simona Fino, and I will be introducing you to the people who live here, the things they love, and what makes Southern Oregon a magical place to call home. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Living Southern Oregon. Today, I welcome Erica, Ryan, and Kai. They've lived in Southern Oregon for five years and currently call Itty Bitty Acres in Sam's Valley home. I'm super excited to have all of you here. So welcome. Let's get this conversation going. Hello. (laughs) Um, Before we get started, I I, I thought about the last podcast we did. Erica talked about peeing her pants. <laughs> and I, I, I feel like I, I worry that we need to have some sort of a, like a safety word uh, uh-huh, for, uh-huh, for, uh-huh. for something. Just yeah. just to like change topic. Uh-huh. I think Ardvark. Yeah. Let's Ardvark? go with Ardvark. Are you okay. starting with Ardvark? Okay. Yeah. Are you all good? Well, I, I, I just want to like, I, I get nervous too. Like I could start rambling. When you're five and your grandma's canning carrots and she tells you several times not drink the carrot water and you're just oh. really into drinking the carrot water, you go to kindergarten and you wet your pants. It's I'm going to pull Ardvark out already. I mean, here, we're let's off to a bad start. Let's, let's just, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> All right, well, hopefully so. everyone's gone pee and we're all set. We're all set. We're ready, we're ready. That's a good intro for our family. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much spot on. Perfect. <laughs> all right, well, I want to hear about your journey here because I know you have only been here for five years. So, why Southern Oregon? Yeah. Where did you come from? How did you get you, here? I'm going to let you take this. You want me to lead off with yeah. that? Okay. Well, let's see. Ryan and I had both had these life changing road trip experiences. And uh, in our early lives, and Oregon was an incredible part of that experience. And we both just kind of had this desire to get back out here. And uh, we were living in Minnesota. Oh, yeah, don't you know? That's where Kai was born. We just really had had a lot of conversation about let's, let's live life where we don't look back and say, gosh, you know, I really wish I had done all of these things. And one of them was, let's live in Oregon. I, I was more talking about the really exciting treehouse experience. Like, that was what really brought us out here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so, well, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, so Southern Oregon, right? Because when you think of Oregon, sometimes folks are like Portland. very metro-focused. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what they think of. Coast-focused. Coast but, yeah, Southern Oregon. So my mom and I came and stayed at the tree resort. Just outside of Kilma, near Cave Junction. Uh-huh. And I was like, what a cheeky, amazing place. <laughs> Little did I know how wild it would turn out to be. Uh, of course, just fell in love with Southern Oregon. So I came back and had been looking at some community health gigs. And that's the, the work I've uh, done for most of my career, uh, particularly mental health. And so found a community health center out here and decided to apply and it worked out and we pulled up some of our roots and decided to plant them here instead. Yeah, at at the time I had just quit a 15-year career of hydroelectric or renewable energy career. I was a regional manager for a, a nationally known company and we found out we were pregnant with Kai and I decided instead of working, I was going to be a stay-at-home dad and do a little bit of part-time farming because the county that I was working with, the hydro, said, hey, if you're quitting hydro, what do you know about farming? Because we need a farmer at this little, uh, it's a hunger farm that supplied food to all these, um, the food shelves and the, the hunger shelters and um, the a, a lot of places that needed good, healthy food. You know, they're getting sick of getting these canned foods and these, but not sick of it, but I mean, they noticed this trend of food that wasn't really healthy coming in and they wanted fresh produce. And they bought a small farm, about one acre. And at the time, Erica and I, not only were we expecting a child, but we were also (laughs) working in the community to get community gardens going. Um, So community is a huge part for Erica and I. 
And we start these community gardens, and the county gets on board, the city gets on board. We get all these, like, popping out community gardens all over town. We, we got, what, four of them going mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in the area that we lived in, and uh, we were doing great with that. Uh, if you want to look it up, it's Heart and Soil Community Gardens. And oh, the, that's a good name. Yeah, yeah, we joked that Ryan was the soil part I'm and great. I was the heart part. <laughs> no, you just took it in. No, remember we said Dad's the um, seven bee, you're the queen bee, and I'm the yeah, baby I'm, bee. Yeah, I'm the baby bee. You're the queen that's bee. That's right. Okay, yeah, Mama it. is the queen bee and Dad's the But yeah, so don't. the county <laughs> knew <laughs> from my experience with the, the community gardens that I was into the garden community and asked me to come on board on this hunger farm. So we started doing that, and I fell in love with farming. Um, I had, of course, done some gardening growing up. My grandma always had a big garden, and I have fond memories. And um, it was something that I was able to bring my child, who was a little baby, with. And it was a fenced-in garden, so I could just let him loose in the dirt. And, <laughs> you know, uh, I remember one experience where I was going down a row and I was planting little plugs of, I don't know, uh, kohlrabi or something. Uh, probably, uh, it doesn't matter what I was planting, but I looked behind me and about five feet behind me, Kai was just kind of walking, like toddling and pulling these plants out right behind <laughs> me. So I'm putting them in and I looked back and he had just pulled out plants from like the last three rows that I had just planted. So that that um, that was a great uh, send-off for my my farming career. And since but then... he was very excited to learn and hold them absolutely, and all that. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, just the experience, you know, um, the hunger gardens that I worked at were mostly volunteer-based. Uh, and we would have classrooms come in, and these these kids didn't know. Like I would say, "Well, tell me something. Where where does dirt come from?" And I was getting answers like, "Oh, it's from stardust, from asteroids, <laughs> and from you know, might be, might right, be. exactly." And um, you know, I I talked about well, what happens to your banana peel if you leave it on the counter? What color does it turn? It turns brown. Mm-hmm. If you leave it a little longer, it turns a little crunchy. If you leave it a little longer, it starts falling apart. You know, if you get worms in there eating it, it falls apart even more. And that banana peel turns into soil. You know, and the fresher the soil, the better the soil. And I, like, just talking about soil to these kids and, you know, thinking about it from growing up, from these fond memories as a child, really got me, like, excited about gardening, about farming, about teaching the community to... um to grow stuff, you know, and um, to get in there and actually do it for yourself and feel better about getting people's fingers dirty by digging in the dirt, and, <laughs> you know. Um, and that was uh, another thing with our community gardens. One of the, the the funders for that was a community health improvement um, ship, mm-hmm. um, community... Yeah, state health improvement. State health it's a improvement program out of Minnesota. Yeah, because farming and gardening is so healthy, people don't realize that they're using all kinds of muscles when they're in there digging in the ground and they're yeah. eating healthier. And pretty soon, their quality of life is so much better just because they're planting a few seeds and you know just the whole process of it. I don't know if you can and, tell, but I, I get really excited and, about and it. And an important piece to note is just really about relationships. Right. That is really what got us excited in our own relationship, talking about how we want to have people be able to go next door instead of uh, borrowing a cup of sugar from your neighbor. You borrow a cup of kale, maybe uh, (laughs) kick it up a notch, you know, but that that's that piece about neighbors and connecting with people and getting to come over and enjoy a meal together and Mm -hmm. digging in the dirt next to someone. You know, I always had this uh, dream in community health that we would prescribe folks. And this is now kind of, uh, there's a movement uh, amongst Mm -hmm. folks to look at this, but to really prescribe, um, you know, if you're someone who really struggles with anxiety, that maybe it would be helpful to engage in some social situations that are a little bit less worrisome and you might find gardening next to someone Uh, slowly uh and warming up and then maybe sharing tomatoes with one another and doing some of that and um, instead of the little libraries the little pantries putting fresh produce for folks because feeding people ryan talked about gardening with his grandparents that's uh that's just my 
my experience within my family system and to really bring people that is important. So, yeah, I agree. Yes. I, had, I remember meeting somebody who said gardening is like planting your troubles. Yeah, and I love I that. really love that because it's true. I know for myself when I'm in the garden, it's just, yeah, yeah you're just out and you get in a zone and get yeah. focused it's, in. and it, It's it, great for weeding too. I notice, oh, yeah. you know, whatever's happening and, you know, we don't have to edge into the politics piece, but I noticed that my weeding really increases depending on what's happening uh, locally or nationwide or, or across the globe. Yeah. So also, another thing community related, when when you're farming with somebody else, hmm. you got the young, you know, hip, hip kids that are farming, and you got the old people that are, you know, doing it their way that they've done for the last 50 years mm-hmm. and they're learning from each other. These yes. young kids are like, hey, let me t- tell you about this, you know, regenerative nitro- practices. Exactly, yeah. regenerative yeah. practices and super nitro boosters and like all these different um, things. And these old people are like, well, let me tell you, boil your eggshells if you want to get more calcium in that soil. Yeah. You know, like, it's just all these little community growing experiences yeah. that happen around yeah. a intergenerational uh-huh. bonding that yeah. occurs which is a really uh, incredible experience mm. we're all about uh, healthy ecosystems mm. and that's you know as a systems trained therapist that's you know my my experience and my uh, desire to engage with Kai around mm-hmm. and you know whether that's um from the way the worms turn the soil or the way that older folks and younger folks engage with one another or just the health and well-being of our community as a whole. So, yeah. 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 And so I'm guessing that's kind of what you wanted in this property Absolutely. or when you were Absolutely. looking for itty-bitty mm-hmm. acres or is that... Tell me how that was born. Obviously, there's the interest and the passion and the excitement. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, when we're, when we're, uh, planning all of these gardens and planning our farming future, uh, we, we were pregnant at the time and, um, the, the process of Kai's birth was a little bit difficult. We actually almost lost the little bugger right at the get go. Um, so we had a very traumatic situation at the birth. Mm-hmm. And um, when when we thought about, you know, once he pulled through and everything was great, we wanted to represent that moment in our farming. And uh, the name Itty Bitty Acres came out of Itty Bitty Kai, <laughs> who at the time was called Bacon Bit before, <laughs> before he was born. Yes, but a big piece of that is that before Kai was born and we got to meet this incredible human, I started to see hummingbirds everywhere. Mm-hmm. It was a really interesting thing. I hadn't really, and maybe I just didn't observe them. And then, of course, when you start to see something, you really mm-hmm. notice it everywhere. Well, part of Kai's birth journey also involved my own um, experience, and I spent a lot of time in the hospital as well. And he in the NICU. And back and forth at Rochester Mayo, and Ryan would park my wheelchair uh, every day in, in St. Mary's, part of Mayo Hospital. They did these beautiful tiles, and all these kids had painted them on the mm-hmm. kids' ward. He parked me every day by this one that was a hummingbird, and I thought, oh, that's kind of neat. And I would, you know, hobble into Old Kai and do all that. And then at the Ronald McDonald House, you know, I would be kind of tucked into my little spot resting and this hummingbird just kept visiting me all the time at the window. It was just the most interesting thing. All of these moments of hummingbirds, and I thought, there must be something to this. So I started looking into hummingbirds, and there's these incredible tales um, across lots of different indigenous cultures about hummingbirds. But the one that really fit for us is that there's a great fire and all of the animals are rushing out of the woods. And the hummingbird is going back and forth from this lake and scooping up water and trying to dump it on the fire. Yeah, and it's gray. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And he doesn't have any color. That's right. 
and he's just going back and forth and back and forth. And all the other animals are saying, what are you doing? You're wasting your time. You need to leave. What are you doing? And the little hummingbird says, I'm doing the best I can. I can help. I need to do my itty bitty part, we'll say. Uh That's what he said. And so the fire is still raging on and... Uh, the gods see that this hummingbird is doing this, or the spirits see this, and they send a beautiful rainstorm to put out the fire. And the hummingbird flies through, and that's how the hummingbird gets his colors. Uh-huh. And that's why he has the markings of the rainbow. Nice. So This is why Song gave it to me. Yeah. So Kai has this beautiful rainbow hummingbird that represents the story, and we can do our itty-bitty part, right? We yeah. talk about corporations and all of the things that may happen there, but uh, we also can do our part and show up in the way to help make our world better. Mm-hmm. And so that's well, every, was, every drop, right? That's right. Every drop every, in the bucket. You know, start somewhere. Uh-huh. That's right. And Any. it doesn't have to be big. You can just start by turning your lights off more, uh, you know, not having as long of a shower, you know. You know, fighting the man is nice too, but you know, fighting the man is nice too. So, the, but we'll the, get there. Yeah, the, the, our our big thing is, you know, we don't have to save the world right now, like today, but we do have to do our our little itty bitty part. Mm-hmm. So itty bitty itty bitty acres um, kind of symbolizes a lot of different stuff. You know, the the symbol of the hummingbird. Uh, and the name itself has it goes back to Kai's birth. You know, mm-hmm. it's really a, a representation of Kai. It's it's you know it's it's for the future. It's for our child, and um, it it's for the community, and it's for us. You know, just being um, just being in the dirt and doing our our best to to not expand our footprint um, that we leave on this earth you know it's um, it's uh, it's important to do your little itty bitty part yeah so you don't have to save the world just do your part yeah yeah absolutely so. yeah well and a, and a piece of that uh-huh. is honey oh yeah because I know that that's <laughs> something that <laughs> I'm excited it's, so um, you expanded your hives this yeah. year mm-hmm. and you've got this is, this is me okay. I'll let my honey talk about his honey <laughs> um, so we started with uh, we've been renting some land before we bought this property and we're still working on this property and one of the dreams that I have is to have a section of the property be all honeybees because that's another part of you know if you really want to save the world and yeah. save the food and save the bees talk about the um, itty bitty warrior the, mm-hmm. the honeybees yeah. like yeah. it started off as an idea of let's get some honeybees just because that's doing our little itty bitty part but then I realized you can get a lot of honey out of a hive of honeybees it's a little bit of work but uh, we started off with one or we started off with two hives two years ago and then we split that off into three hives, and two of them died over the winter, and it was like, ah, what do we do? Mm-hmm. And we were down to one hive, and this year we have eight hives because they've just they've done so well, and they've been able to split and grow and split and grow and wow, split and grow. Right. And I'd like to continue expanding that until it's too, you know, too big and I can't expand it anymore right. but yeah like it's it's really fun to see you know the bees take care of themselves all you really got to do is just keep an eye on them and make sure they're not being harmed you know there's a lot of little little buggers that can uh, spoil their day but you know <laughs> for the most part they do all the work and mm-hmm. we have honey we've expanded into some chickens which is surprising that I I haven't heard the chickens uh, <laughs> screaming at all during this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to happen now that you pay attention to yeah. He's strutting around over there, our yeah. rooster. <laughs> We're, um, we'd like to do some hogs. We've already had one hog on the property, and um, you know, we'd like to do a, a couple more. And the, the biggest part of, in my opinion, the biggest part of growing food and having food that comes off of your land is feeding it to people. Mm. And I have this vision, because we're so fresh, so out of the chute, but we've planned it for so long, I have this vision of taking 
maybe the solstices and the equinoxes and throwing a big shindig and having all of our food, you know, just feeding the masses and really getting it out there and like having you know like all the good things that come with this land and these people you know have music and just Mm -hmm. gatherings of all kinds of different people and you know really others to bring what they can exactly that's also i think an important piece because i always want to be very thoughtful about as we edge into conversations about food I spend a lot of time steeped in conversations about housing and food equity or disparities and Mm -hmm. wanting to be really thoughtful about what folks can have access to and how do we how do we shift away from some of the food deserts you know we live in one right now this this uh, area and there are several areas around uh, near that are also considered areas considered food deserts and I think you know what does that look like and how do we help bring at least some of those things to folks that they that they might want to have access to Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and it is easy to uh forget that we have access Mm -hmm. but we really do i mean that's one of the reasons that i was drawn to this area is just the access to amazing food yeah but again it comes back to that thing too of sharing it's a you know the breaking the bread so even at a big event having other people bring in things Mm -hmm. that they're growing people have their specialties people have their things that they love to grow or their things that they make from the stuff that they grow and are always excited to share it yeah that's the fun part again back to that community of like the the seed swap right (laughs) like like, i'm inundated with apples here take them well i've got too many cucumbers take them (laughs) the zucchini zucchini. i don't think anybody's (laughs) starving for zucchini isn't there a national day dedicated there is zucchini on your neighbors i did it a few years ago And especially the hidden one, right? The hidden zucchini that you're like, whoa, this one's five feet long. Why is that one so big? (laughs) But one of the things that uh, we plan on doing, so look for us when you're at the local farmer's market in the the near Mm -hmm. future. We'd like to sell at farmer's market, but I don't know if we've really touched on it during this, this podcast, but Erica is an amazing cook. I was gonna touch on it because oh. I have oh. I've eaten some of your food, mm-hmm. and every time I see a post on Facebook, yeah. I'm like, "Are you kidding? I'm oh. not kidding. I'm not joking." When I say, "When yeah. you open your restaurant, yeah. there's this I mean, beautiful Instagram gorgeous. page called Mountain Mama's Kitchen." Uh, you know, instantly. Um, <laughs> Gosh. So, yeah. What Mountain Thanks. Mama's Mountain Kitchen? Mama's I'm putting this kitchen. in the show yeah. notes, everyone. Oh, yes. It has pictures of a lot of the dishes that Erica has made over the years. And one of the my things, biggest fan. I bring them everywhere. One of the things that I really love the idea of, and I believe this was Erica's idea, but selling produce at the farmer's market and produce and honey and eggs and whatever you know we have at the time, and also having a little booth where we can make a beautiful meal out of the food that we have, and we can show people how to make it. Because oh, yeah. that's the biggest problem is you hand somebody yeah. an onion and you say, make something out of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what I really learned when I had the honor of teaching cooking classes at our co-op back in Minnesota. It was so interesting uh, to get really involved with uh, uh, community uh, matters. And it was really something around teaching Head Start families how to prepare meals at home because often folks have in their their minds that it's easier to drive down somewhere and pick something up um you know maybe a local fast food cheaper it's actually teaching folks that the timing is actually less and you are going to to save yourself some money and you might find that it's healthier and tastes tastes better better. yeah (laughs) definitely and it tastes better yeah and and so like ryan was saying i was so uh intrigued by meeting folks who had never cut up an onion. So mm. if you if you didn't know, and if you think about an onion, it is kind of interesting. I just scratch my head and think about it. Oh, like, what do I need to take off the skin? Do I cut the ends? How do I do that, right? And if no one has ever shown you, you're probably not going to start there. Yeah. And so 
just really starting to learn about how to incorporate the preparation of the food, especially when Ryan would talk about like um, going to the food shelves, a lot of the produce would just sit and I would be very interested in why is, why is no one taking the eggplant? Well, if you've never met an eggplant in your life, you're not going to know what to <laughs> yeah. do with it. And then you teach folks about eggplant parmesan, and you teach folks about whatever that, you know, sings to their their likes or not. And, you know, just give it a shot, right? Mm-hmm. Just try it. You might be, you might find you kind of like it. So that was really fun. And I think that's just it. Yeah. Doing maybe some boxes, but I would want to make sure that recipes came along with it. Because well, if say. you're like, what the heck do I do with a kohlrabi? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, you just cut it up straight out of the dirt and put some salt on it. You'll be happy. But if you've never encountered it. Your Montana came out right there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what you do. That's what you do. That's what you do. Yeah, it's, it's true. Delicious. Well, I was at the farmer's market. I go pretty much every weekend. And it was funny. I was behind a lady who had I don't know what she maybe it was a rutabaga I don't know but she just had it in her hand and she just handed it to him and said I want to get this she's like what is it and how do I cook it yeah <laughs> yeah I thought that was great that she just fair but that's and yeah absolutely right. and she was willing to do that but yeah. a lot of times I think you're right people yeah. look at it and they're like oh I have no idea what to do with it um and so what kind of clued, yeah. what, what you said there about having the recipe box, you know, we have all these, yeah. I don't know, HelloFresh or whatever sure, those things sure. are, right? With all the packaging and all the, all the things. Things. Yeah. you can yeah. put together something that, sure. you know, get the little recipe and, and things that people already have at home. You don't need to provide because most of those things people yeah. already, yeah. you know, but having that a guidance. A little bit of salt and pepper really right? makes a huge difference. And Alice Waters said it best when she talked about let uh, food taste of what it is. Yeah. Right? And so important. Oh, okay. Important, important for our family to um, eat with the seasons too. Mm-hmm. And I think helping folks to understand that in the winter, yeah, you're going to eat a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to become one with those root veggies. If you didn't, if you, but if you don't know how to prep them. You might not might not end up eating them, but you might fall in love with parsnips. I mean, they're delicious and I, incredible and good for you, too. I, I don't know exactly how it goes in the valley, but I do know a lot of people out there, when they think of vegetables, eating vegetables, they think of steamed broccoli or mm. the, the, mm-hmm. the fart smell of Brussels sprouts. You know, they, yeah. they, they <laughs> don't like it. They go instantly to this, like... Childhood trauma because they haven't being had it yelled prepared at well. for not eating, for not eating the canned green beans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, I don't, I don't okay, blame so you. Okay, so we're gonna do some trauma work, and <laughs> right. I'm gonna make you some Brussels oh, that are, are, are pan are fried with maple syrup therapy, and a little bacon, you know, right. <laughs> and then it'll be all you'll know. <laughs> no, I mean honestly, if people would learn to make stuff mm-hmm. using good ingredients and you know, that splash of flavor, that little bit of spice, the, the salty, the crunchy, the sweet, mm-hmm. you know, all the all the things. <laughs> and realize how good you can make a rutabaga or mm-hmm. a turnip or a, mm-hmm. you know, their minds would be blown. And we wouldn't have so much trouble with health yeah. in not just in the valley, but in the, the, mm-hmm. the known country. You know, the, the, the whole thing is... Uh, we need a, a revamp, and I think uh, farm fresh food is going to be a, a bit of a revolution here. Well, I can't wait to try uh, <laughs> your uh, meals that you're going to be doing at the market. <laughs> yeah, I think it would just be really fun, and that that's just it, is in having fun. And I think, yes, the health benefits are a big piece, but... They they show up um, when you focus on them less, right? You're focused on I'm having fun, I'm learning, mm-hmm. I'm I'm doing something. But also, I recognize we live in a, a busy world, and folks might say, "But the time, the time." Yeah. Well, you know, just a tablespoon will do. Haha. <laughs> but uh, you know, you want to make sure that things can be prepared quickly and that. Um, and it and it really again it, it sings to what fits for you and that's always the thing for me mm-hmm. find your jam find what works for you and then riff on that yeah. you know that's yeah and it is a lot of fun 
Well, and I very much appreciate how much beauty you bring oh. to your food. <laughs> really. I mean, and it's, I, I, the flowers, right? Edible flowers, all the edible oh, herbs yeah. and things that we have. And, <laughs> You know, I'm always sharing with people, did you know that's edible? Borage, you know, you could eat it, yes. like take a little bite of the yes. flower or try the, Miner's you know. Miner's lettuce right now. Is Miner's lettuce is going crazy. Yeah. It, yes. yeah. And, um, you know, calendula, it's like all these things that can just add a sparkle to a meal yes. or make something look so beautiful. Yeah. And I think that that, you know, you want to eat it when it's, well, yeah. maybe you don't. You're like, oh, it's too beautiful. No. <laughs> But yeah, you want to but eat it when you exactly see something that right. looks really yeah. beautiful. Presentation. I mean, that's, and it's not, it isn't that hard, but it is, again, knowing, you know, yeah. which, which flowers it, you can <laughs> sprinkle. It has to be both ends, right? It has yeah. to be, it can be beautiful, but it also has to taste really yes. good. And it hits that, that spot in your just being that, that really lights, lights you up. Mm -hmm. And then it sparks some conversation and we talk a lot about, you know, um, food is tied into memory and some, mm. uh, for some folks, it's not always a great uh, place, but we have some experiences where it's a really positive experience. Mm. It instantly brings me back to my grandmother's tables and what that's like and how, you know, Ryan's Oma always had these monster cookies in the freezer at the ready. And I think the mailman was pretty much consistently late on that route every day because, <laughs> you know, she would talk giving. with him and yeah. have uh -huh. these cookies and just doing that. And of course, the food is always the thread through, but it's the relationship. Yeah. It's back to that. And for me, making food that's beautiful is really important. And it really ties into kind of what's become my mantra over time you know of course i'm a big lover of mary oliver's work mm -hmm. everybody who knows me knows that <laughs> and, you know the a, a, attention is the beginning of devotion she talks a lot about that and we talk with kai a lot about pay attention in the world not to just the natural world but the people you encounter because to know people is really important and to um, discover something somebody really likes and then you keep that in your brain and you remember it and that's a gift for their birthday, you know, six months later. And they're saying, oh, you remember that? Well, yeah, I pay attention to you yeah. because I care about you. And we mm -hmm. have to do that to each other and the planet uh -huh. and all of, all of the, all the things, right? Yeah. There's a so. saying that I love that, which you pay attention to flourishes mm -hmm. and we yeah. want everything in our world to flourish. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing I know about the three of you mm -hmm. is your adventures. Mm. Yes. Getting out on fun adventures. So yes. what are your what are your places and oh. your go-to spots and things oh that you gosh. love doing in, in this the, area? In the community? In well, the, I just, all of it. I in just the community. Say, and that's the part that I think we just love about being here. And, well, um, right, right, right now, just yeah, wish. Just from the top of the table rocks. Oh, yeah, the table. <laughs> I thought you were sure. I don't know. Yeah, you're mumbling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hiking the table rocks. Of course. Yes. Oh, the this spring. time of the year. I just is. was up there. I went up there and it oh, smells like root beer. Yeah. Ryan was like, like. I was so. Yeah. Just weirded out by how much <laughs> I wanted root beer. Yeah. There is that up and on the was, lower. It was lower beautiful. does smell like, like that. It smelled. So gorgeous, and it was just a sea of yellow <laughs> and white and purple. Like, I'll tell you exactly why. I would <laughs> love to hear that. I want to grow it because it, like, I mm, yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah. So that's the wildflowers up there are going. Oh, it crazy. is crazy. And then I was so excited. Laughlin is just stunning. You know, yeah. I mean, we have a really incredible spot here, and of course, we're so honored to be at Itty Bitty because we get this view. Of mm -hmm. the two table rocks, we get a view of Mount Ashland. We get a view of Mount McLaughlin. I mean, yeah. <laughs> every day I'm just in awe that we are so... The, the listeners can't see it, but we also have a, a big lake yeah. right mm -hmm. in front of all yeah. of those things. So it's you get two of everything because you have the reflection off the lake. <laughs> so it's like we get double, we get double, oh, the, double the stuff. <laughs> right. But yeah, no... Uh, the the beauty here is uh, astounding because um, there's just so much to do 
And it's funny because someone asked me one day, Erica, do you even work anymore? Because I always see these pictures. And I'm like, oh, no, that's like a five-minute drive from us. No, I, I promise. I'm still tucked into work. Believe you me. But it's, it's so... Um, accessible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is just one of the things that I think is really phenomenal about living here. And you get everything. You get uh, the best of all of the, the worlds. And, you know, of course, having lived in mostly cold places, it seems like <laughs> Montana, Minnesota, well, Alaska, uh, the snow, you get to have a say in it. We jokingly call it, you get to consent to the snow here. Consensual snow. If you want it or not. Right. Yes. Uh, yes, I'd like some snow today. We'll yeah. go drive to it. Let's go, let's go <laughs> an hour that way and we got snow, or let's go an hour that way and we've got a beach. And, and yeah. when I came and stayed at the treehouse that I referenced at the beginning, right, we could go Waterfall. to the National Caves Monument. You could go to the Redwoods, and you could go to the ocean in one day. What? Of course, for us, you know, the landlocked... That's a 25-hour drive for us in Minnesota. Lake Superior's kind of an ocean. It's also frozen. Not the same. And Mm -hmm. so, I mean, we have have just been having so much fun, and there's so much to discover. And we've only been here, really, you know, five years here in, in August, but... In, in this spot, we can you believe we've only been at this farm for 10 months? No. We've lived here for 10 I don't months. I know. We bought it 11 months ago. We spent a month doing stuff. Yeah. And we moved in That's 10 wild. months ago. And you've done a lot. Uh, we have so much left to <laughs> it's do. It's not too. like we've been here. Yeah. That's the well, thing about a farm. It's, it's never ending. It doesn't mm-hmm. end. <laughs> but you are happy to putz around. Yeah, you get excited about doing work, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because, and it, of course, right now, this is the spot we can do lots of adventuring around, mm-hmm. and that's a, that's one of the best things. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. love that you can take the kayaks out yes. on the reservoir yes. there. And right. there's just so much right here. To yeah. Mm-hmm. And Kai, Kai ran off, of course, because he's running around, which he mm-hmm. loves doing here. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, Ryan built him this phenomenal... Uh, treehouse and he's always out and about and I think about my own childhood you know I you know growing up in rural Montana on acreage and Uh just being outside until it was dark and just having (laughs) chasing cows or being in the barn or riding my horse or playing with the cats or whatever I mean just um and, of course, having a wild imagination and a mm-hmm. mom who would buy me all of the coolest, like, ballroom gowns from the thrift store. So I'd be out in the, on the haystack in this, like, flowing gown. <laughs> and you, I look you, back on these pictures and I'm just like... You still do Sounds about right. Yeah, I go feed the chickens in my flowing uh, uh, prom dress. I mean, there's no better way. Really, if your, you drive by at midnight on a photo shoot. Acres farm, look for the flowing gown on yes, top of the... Yes, yes, exactly. Compost. Up against the solar and mm-hmm. my... Pantsuit, of course. Yeah, congratulations on the solar. Oh, we just got our solar. We flipped the switch today. on today. <laughs> yeah, that's and exciting. And we now have 110% of our electricity yeah. for free. That's amazing. I can't even... <laughs> wow. Yeah. I got to plug more stuff in now. <laughs> Oh dear. Leave the lights on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Disregard what I said at the beginning about flipping the lights (sighs) off. But yeah, so that's exciting. That That felt really important and and we made that happen right away because Mm. we have a great spot. Who did you work with? Pure Light? Pure Light Solar. Pure Light. Okay. uh, It was a fairly easygoing process. Yeah, Mm -hmm. nice. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing about living in the banana belt of Oregon. You get some good sun. Yes, mm-hmm. we do. So that's a, that's a pretty uh, rad piece of being in the spot. Yeah. And, and that's a, a, it contributes to the itty-bitty dream, right? Mm-hmm. To be able to really use renewable sources mm-hmm. and and contribute to the uh, local economy because Pure Light is local business. And mm-hmm. they have some work that they do in Montana, too. But really just wanting to do that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, speaking of local businesses, yeah. I love hearing your favorites because oh. I, yeah, I know you don't have they're to be exhaustive. Uh, okay. yeah. Of course they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, here is the list. Because yes. people love, oh, love the Yeah. There's a lot oh of Oh, my gosh. Well, everything at the local farmer's market. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, that's, that's the thing. I just love that we have a rockin' market. No mm-hmm. such thing as that, competition in yeah, the farming world. It's so. just, yeah. That's, yeah. And the, and the energy and the experience of doing mm-hmm. that is just mm-hmm. really, really awesome. We're excited to, you know, get tucked into that. Uh, hopefully soon but there's this great vineyard called Longsword Vineyard that I really like they have cool kite festivals and stuff like that so that's fun yeah give a shout out to them I think they've got something coming up for Mother's Day it is Mother's Day I'm going to be there oh well I'll be there my mama will be here too maybe we'll have to explore um there's this real estate company that I really like. <laughs> you don't need to give me the shout out. No, no. Um, By now, I think I told you. Know, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I know. He was my biggest fan, but you can take him with you. No, I'm a real estate agent here in Southern yes, Oregon. Yes, Help them yes. buy their home. You did a wonderful job, too. You did. Oh, my gosh. Forever uh, grateful for that. But, uh, yeah, you know, we love how vibrant uh the community and the the food scene is mm-hmm. really you know um over easy just expanded and they're That's doing some heard. really incredible yeah. stuff what, and what's the name of their uh, uh Mm. Attached place, do you remember? Is it on the rocks? I have no on the idea. rocks, I want to say. Something like that. I'll, yes. I'll look them up. Look, and then, yeah. I, I suggest anyone listening to the podcast to Google Over Easy and yeah. see what they yeah. look yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and, a surprise. Urban <laughs> um, uh, Patisserie does these incredible boxes. And I mean, they've got just really some good things happening. And, and I think they're just excited about getting things uh, downtown and mm-hmm. you know you've got forage coffee down there and you've got just some really uh, great little spots I love that I, forage I know it's I such know. a beautiful spot yeah, talk about a Pinterest a worthy yeah. like you walk in <laughs> yes there's, do, there's, do I hang in this I'm going to get my, my ice latte on me <laughs> there is so many like in the community draft. like Jefferson Spirits mm-hmm. and like I, I always want to go for restaurants but uh, oh Erwan I yeah. got it if oh you've never gosh. been uh-huh. to Erwan, it's Thai. Oh my god! It's delicious. Yeah. They don't do dining anymore because they they they're are, just too carry they're too out good now. for it now. No, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, their takeout. It's, I, I don't think I would have gotten through this whole uh, pandemic without them. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. They're lovely. Yeah. They are good. Yeah. We've eaten there a number of times. And just around the area. You know, we love Clyde's in Phoenix. We're so thankful that they survived the fire and they've just expanded. And mm-hmm. and that's a fun we spot to go to. We love bike. Oh, yeah. oh, my gosh. I yes. Love we can ride the bikes. <laughs> we love that. Um, Kai likes being there. Um, yeah. There's just so many different places. And that's the great part. You know, if you want to travel over to Ashland, and hang out there and hit up that incredible food scene. You can do that. Yeah. Jacksonville, C Street mm-hmm. Bistro is one of my favorites. Yeah. I just love that spot. I fell in love with that actually when I was out here mm-hmm. for the first time uh, way back when. And uh, and that's, you know, just so many places that have that real uh, feel of just great customer service and people come out and talk to you. Kaleidoscope Pizza is one of our first places. It was actually, Erica tried that when she was on her trip with her mom when they stopped at the Treesort. And she came back and she told me about this amazing like, pizza place that was Grateful Dead. Grateful Dead and I was just like, no way. All right, we're going to. All right, we're moving. We're yeah, moving. yeah, we're sold. That's it. And uh, yeah, their, their food and, is great. And there's so yeah. many gems. I was just thinking about like the, the Hidden Door is another one that's it's just hidden. fantastic. And it is it's hidden, it's it. tucked away. And what are they? What Mediterranean. And it ah. is so wonderful. And I when I think about these spots, yes. Food is good, but the people, the people. that's what I always mm-hmm. go back to. The community. People oh, are lovely. Yeah. And Shady mm-hmm. Cove, even, you know, because it's closer for us to pop up that way. We just stopped at the Goals, the barbecue place. Oh, and yeah. I've been there. They are. Too. They're super such sweet. kind people. And they're, yeah. And the food trucks, you know, I think that's another piece. Uh, which is starting so to grow and expand, yes. which I love. Yes. So I, nice. I have a friend who's. Uh, a blogger named Simona 
I don't blog, actually. I don't blog. I don't know the difference. I'm really technologically advanced here. So um, she is a podcaster. And I really would like somebody to do podcasts on the local food scene because there's so many places that we've never... Like we didn't even know existed, I and know. all of a sudden it's I'm like I'm trying to get out of them. Let's stop there and Ooh. see what happens. Uh, Tartine just oh, I mean, Tartine. there's so many. Yeah, yeah, so many. And great. this is one of the things Toast I love, love about doing this. Yeah. Is you know my yeah. goal yeah. is to help people you discover and too. explore, you right? <laughs> and by yes. discovering it, then you can get out and explore it. It's like right. okay, I've got all these things on my list. The other day, yeah. I was talking to somebody right. who was telling me about tea house on wheels exactly yes. like, we can go to high tea yeah. are you kidding me that sounds just fun down the road. <laughs> yes. so just all these you know unique little things and my goal is to get out to as many of them as possible and experience yeah. them and share them with people because and so many long-standing places i was just thinking yeah. about like just down the road in gold hill Willie's Burgers. That's been a business that's been around forever. Mm-hmm. And Albert uh, just purchased it, and they're really doing fantastic things there. And I, we've driven yeah, by that little spot out. so many they're different little times. And the Millennial and Rogue River is fantastic. Oh, that is a oh spot. Put a gold star by yeah. that one. The Millennial and Rogue River. Okay. It's a Hawaiian and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. no, Hawaiian mm-hmm. inspired, but it, it, it's. It is so friendly, and the food is so good. It's exactly yeah. it hits all of our markers. So yeah, that's our yeah. that's definitely. And it's out of, it's like in the middle of nowhere, so it's perfect. Not that Rogue River is nowhere. <laughs> no. but, I mean, I was just there. It, yeah. Actually, I was just at Tail Holt Coffee. Actually, <laughs> did you know that yeah. about ta- that? That was the name of Rogue River in the nineteen no. early nineteen hundreds. Was Tail Holt? Tail Holt. And huh. so Tail Holt Coffee was the, is. Is named after the old. I, I know. It. See, you learn something new every day. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and they are super sweet. The owner in there, Merrick. I just met her today. Oh, nice. Really sweet, and they've got awesome baked goods, a bunch of gluten-free options. Oh, nice. They're super sweet. Yeah. Great working space. Nice. That's what I was. I was like, oh, I need a spot gosh. to work. And yeah, it. they're awesome. And a new back, well, not new, new to me. I mm-hmm. obviously haven't been there in a year. <laughs> She's like, we've had it there for a year now. Oh, <laughs> but a beautiful it. back patio area outside. Nice. And yeah, it's lovely. There are so, Again, many, so many of these yeah, little the, I was spots, thinking about so. the many vineyards and just all the, all of the winery yeah. spots and the Orange Cheese Cave, and of course the Rogue Creamery. Mm-hmm. You can't come to our house probably without being served uh, <laughs> some sort of some sort of Rogue Creamery deliciousness, award winning cheese. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. uh, yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. There's just so many, and of course even Grants Pass, right? Grants, oh, we've been talking about that. Yeah, I mean everywhere you can. Yeah. I know everywhere it's so, you go. It's so great. List. So that that makes us really excited about. Um, uh, being out and about and yeah I work so much harder if I know I'm going to have a good meal at that point <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a treat it's, it's yeah it's worth it yeah, yeah it's worth it yeah. nice yeah alright absolutely so we've talked about food mm-hmm. and we've talked about adventuring adventuring yes and we've talked about honey mm-hmm. what else do we got we got all kinds of stuff okay. I'm sure yeah no, that, that was on my list. Those were the oh, those man. were my main things. So. <laughs> wow. And I just again, I love sharing with people all the different spots because yeah. my hope is right that as people hear these, they're going to go out and go explore them themselves and go mm-hmm. check it out and see what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Well, and that right way, up, right up the road is another gem, Tuville, mm-hmm. and it has some yeah. paths, some trails that are kind of hidden. And we've oh. just started exploring these hidden trails that are kind of like off the beaten path that are just amazing and gorgeous. So if you've ever been to Tuville uh-huh. and you want to explore a little deeper, go past the trails to the next trails. <laughs> and I mean, it's it's a whole nother beast back there. It's beautiful. And it's uh, like a game reserve type area. And um, mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah. I don't want to have a podcast without a shout out to them. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't they the ones too that do the music? Is that 
where they do that on the island on oh, one side yes. of the park i think the, it is the road music I'm, thing what? that happens so, yeah you can yeah. take the boat i did it yeah. once with my yeah. daughter and it was so fun yeah i was um, thinking about it once upon a time well, they, they, they have different yeah, yeah different different bands and you you paid a, and then they, you get a boat ride. So it's yeah. kind of a little bit like Hellgate, the kind of boat. Yes, yes, you, yes. You know, they spin you around and it's a fun <laughs> water ride over there. And then you hang out in this beautiful spot. And I then they've it. got a dock with uh, a live band yes. and food trucks and mm. beer. And you hang out and then you get so your boat neat. ride back at the end. And I think that sounds like something that we need to do. a lovely afternoon, yeah. early evening adventure in the summertime. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, I'm pretty sure that's. I hope yeah, I got yeah, that yeah. right. No, I think you're right on, and I think yeah. that's the. There's always things to do, and you know, as we've come out and moved through the pandemic, I think coming to that place now where more is coming back online, mm-hmm. it's exciting to get to have those opportunities to dig back in. Yeah, yeah. Well, and something I appreciated in the midst of the pandemic is that we have so much outdoor and open space right. that it was a lot easier. Yes. I was so grateful yes. to be living in a place yeah. where you could sit outside at a vineyard and have a glass of wine mm-hmm. and not be, you know, right next to people. Right. It, it, there was enough open space to be gathering safely. And that is a yeah. blessing, huge blessing. Yeah. Cause we were really lucky living in an that. urban area. You don't get that. So right. wide open spaces. Yep. You know, I grew up under the big sky, and now I like to say I'm under the itty-bitty big sky. The itty-bitty big sky. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, do you guys have a, a, a website yet for your itty-bitty acres? We Is that something yet? Facebook. Facebook. We have a Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. Yeah. Okay. And we have an Instagram. I'm yeah. definitely going to put that in the show notes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Cool. All Don't right. I really updated that much. But yeah, we like to see it. Just for people to see. And I think also, (laughs) (laughs) you hear that, everyone? (laughs) Get on. (laughs) Well, and it's, I think it's inspiration, right? When you are, you get inspiration from other people's farms and other people's places and gardens and what they're doing and what they're cooking. And that's part of the. The joy. I mean, isn't that why Pinterest is so exciting? Is you're seeing <laughs> so, what other people are doing? Like, so. what did they yeah. create? What did they do? Well, and that is, yeah. it's, it always comes back to, to art, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and just what you're saying, creating. And I think uh, we already talked about uh, growing, but we're here to cultivate all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, just in time <laughs> for the rain on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it looks like it's coming. Well, thank you both. Well, thank I'm you. so happy to be able to do this interview with the two of yes. you. Awesome. <laughs> it's really good. It. Anytime. Yeah. We'll talk all day. Yeah. <laughs> you know us. Join us for part two. Yes, exactly. <laughs> part well, we're going to come back. Maybe I'll yeah. do a special one when you do your Equinox yeah. shebang. Yes. yes. We or love that. Or live something. from restaurant hopping. Or live <laughs> from restaurant hopping. Ooh. We should do a traveling that is meal. actually a really good good idea. I, I was going to say, let's do a traveling winery, but we can't travel very far. Yeah. You need a, you need a, a designated we driver. Need a yeah, yeah, we can work those out. Somebody with a tractor yeah. and a bunch of bells with hay in the back. We do a hay ride. Oh, that could be a big event. Oh, that would be a fun event. Oh, wow. Watch the rest of Yeah, Itty Bitty Acres Facebook for your fundraising tail bale ride. Itty Bitty Acres Farm. Okay, right. is the Instagram. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I'm trying to get my shot. Okay, yes. <laughs> All, All right. right. Well, so thank you. And to everyone out there, we'll be back again next week with another episode. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. This podcast is produced by Simona Fino and co-produced by James Dedakis and Jaded Media. Original music by Samuel Lawrence.